uh, but there's no seller's market for projects that are very small and that, you know, that very few people have the knowledge to be able to acquire. Hello everyone, Natsu Myers here again, back with another video. And in this quick video, I'm just going to make a video about uh, why is that when people are working on, uh, you know, some of the M&A projects, why there's kind of a bias towards, uh, there's too much of a bias towards assisting the sellers. Because, you know, when you work on, uh, you know, originating different projects, there's too much of a bias on f figuring out and working with uh, the sellers of a particular type of transaction when it comes to, like, for example, I was on a call with somebody that was talking about uh, how they spent like nine months working on acquiring a plumbing company. And uh, this was somewhere in Europe and, you know, they spent a lot of time doing this. And it's really interesting because they spent like, in their trying to get their first project done, they spent six to nine months working on it where they could have just, you know, instead of trying to get a project done that, you know, they try to find a lender that no one would lend against in order to make the first acquisition, they spent nine months working on it and just grinding at it. Uh, it's really funny because it was, compared to some of the larger transactions, it was a, the buying price was uh, 600000 for that particular company. But, you know, at the same time, if so many lenders are telling you why that one won't work, uh, it's funny how you would just stick with it and you wouldn't consider the fact that there are so many sellers in the world. And it's really, it baffles me that, you know, some, so many people focus so much on what the seller wants, what the seller wants, uh, rather than understanding that the hard part is actually securing the capital for you to begin the acquisition. And um, the point is that, I guess there are three points that we're going to take away. But the first one is don't be too, like, stuck and too emotional when it comes to the seller, because there's never, I don't care what anyone says, there's never a seller's market in, you know, when it comes to, broadly speaking, when it comes to M&A of projects that matter. Because, you know, there's only, you know, there's only a seller's market, um, you know, there's never a seller's market, especially during a pandemic. There's only a seller's market for the projects that are, that have extremely high profitability, that uh, are extremely valuable and overvalued. Uh, but there's no seller's market for projects that are very small and that, you know, that very few people have the knowledge to be able to acquire. Because the banks wouldn't put money into it and there is such a knowledge lapse when it comes to uh, sellers, so this, to non-bank lenders, this is the second point, there is a very big knowledge lapse when it comes to the non-bank lenders, broadly speaking, because many quote-unquote consumers or people who are unfamiliar with M&A or with raising capital, they don't understand the how non-bank lenders work, broadly speaking. And many of them, they don't have, you know, for somebody who has never made their first acquisition or they never raised capital or they never been registered to, they don't know how to show a non-bank lender and how to communicate a non-bank to a non-bank lender uh, that they're serious and that, um, you know, you know, and fit all the parameters of the non-bank lenders. And by non-bank, I mean, in Canada, we have something called a Schedule 1 bank and so on, like Bank of Montreal, you know, uh, Bank of Toronto and all this. Uh, there's Bank of America down in America and so on. So when you look for, you know, when you look for senior debts for you to be able to make your first acquisition, um, you know, or to raise capital for you to grow your company without using the banks or without using, uh, you know, traditional uh, means, uh, there's a big knowledge lapse. And because of that huge knowledge, knowledge lapse, what happens is that, you know, unless people have special, this, 
not really special skill, but as people have this uh, knowledge, then they wouldn't be able to actually go out and begin making those types of acquisitions or communicating with these types of non-bank lenders or non-bank investors. And so that, just broadly speaking, that type of thing increases the scarcity of people who are knowledgeable enough to work on those types of projects, especially when it comes to the, the senior and junior positions of the loan for you to get it done. Um, and so this is the third point, because you know when you're making an acquisition, uh, many people obviously can get 75% LTV, loan to value, for you to be, begin to commence the acquisition. But many people struggle obviously with getting the, uh, the other 25% when they don't have the cash to put the money into the deal. And so because of this, um, you know, many people have to resort and scramble around and they don't understand how to get it done, but there are a few ways. And one of the ways which we help our clients do, do it is by assisting clients in um, getting either uh, junior debts, so somebody who's on the second position, or facilitating, assisting the client and showing the clients how they can compliantly facilitate an equity uh, raise. Uh, and then just incentivize that investor by, by doubling the amount of shares that they get. And by doing these types of things, then they can complete the entire transaction because it's much more difficult than uh, than even somebody who's raising capital, but it, at the same time, it's easier because you're working with a deal that's profitable. And so my point is that there are very few people. So the reason why these many of these small deals, you know, it's, it's really hard for there to be a seller's market, especially during a pandemic, and you have a lot of options, is because, so number one, um, you know, these, Number one is the fact that you, my point is that you, you don't want to be too married to the deal. If you have a deal that isn't working and you work too long on it, there are a lot of people that don't have the experience to be able to actually make their first acquisition of these projects. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is with all of these projects, there is a lapse in knowledge because most, most people are familiar with working with bank lenders rather than non-bank lenders or institutional investors. Number three, many people lack the down payment to be able to put into the deal for them to be able to finance it because they don't understand how to go to uh, bridge lenders, you know, people who lend on the second position rather than the first position for them to close the equity gap or for them to compliantly structure a securities offering, find the right accredited investors for them to, to work on the deal. And so because of all those things, um, the, the scarcity of people who are knowledgeable enough to actually execute a transaction in a deal that is that small uh, goes way up, meaning that the amount of um, people that are actually able to service the seller, the, the, the deals that are in a small deal size is very low. Uh, there are more reasons, like for example, the fact that you know deals that are very small, below like 10 million, are either less success fees to be gained, or less lenders that will be interested, less private equity that will be interested because the deals are too small. And so, because of all these things, if you're working on your first few deals or your first deal or whatever, why not just go for a big one for your first few? Because the complexity, it's really ironic because many people think that the small ones are easier, but most times it takes the same amount of time to get the small one as a big one. And what's funny is that sometimes the numbers are much simpler in the big ones. It's, it's really interesting. And what happens is that sometimes even the metrics used are completely different and even simpler. For example, there is more use of EBITDA for the larger projects rather than the small projects. And so, you know, consider that, you, you know, you don't want to be too... Uh, if you're getting, and I'm speaking to the people especially who are, you know, working on the first few ones, you don't want to be too stuck to the, 
um, to the sellers. You don't want to marry the sellers unless the company is, you know, they're doing multiple millions and, you know, is a really good seller. There are multiple people that want that seller. There are LOIs to the seller. There are brokers in between the seller and the project is just amazing. It's highly profitable. The, the seller would be able to carry all of the deal. In other words, the seller would be able to generate enough revenue for the for senior debt to be able to pay back, back the loan that you would get to acquire it. That happens sometimes. Sometimes uh, there'll be no need for a down payment in that case. Sometimes it can take care of the entire deal. Uh, you don't even need a lender. Uh, sometimes it's 100% seller financed. So if you can get those types of projects, then yeah, then we're in, entering a seller's market. But for now, like unless you're finding these types of projects that are really large, and then you know you're fighting against, like, you're getting. Uh, you know, it's going to help you beat your competition if you're, for example, in the IT sector and you find a type of deal that can help you actually, um, you know, that a type of deal that can actually help you, um, you know, for get a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Uh, then, yeah, let's be a bit married to it. But, you know, if you're working on a project for, you know, a few months and it's not going your way, just remember that there are tons of projects out there. The hard part is always securing the capital. And so, in my opinion, it's best just to focus your energy on securing the capital, building the mandate around people that need the capital, and then reverse engineering it from there. Because I don't believe that focusing on small deals and thinking that there's a seller's market is going to be productive for you. And so with this, I thank you for watching this quick video. And if you would like to learn more about how it can assist people to raise capital for the purpose of growing a business or acquiring a business, just head to raises.com. And you know, thank you for watching this one and I'll see you in the next video.